What's going on, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM Raleigh. This is Off the Record. I'm Plover. Uh, we are a... WKNC is a uh, nonprofit student-run radio station based out of North Carolina State University. And today, on our beloved Interviews podcast, I'm, of course, joined by several members of NC State's premier K-pop dance group, K-Pac. Uh, do you want to introduce yourselves? Hello, my name is Inia. I'm the artistic director. Hello, my name is Kat. I am one of the captains of K-Pac. Awesome. Thank you so much. So y'all uh, came uh, on a mission. Y'all have a very specific thing that you wanted to talk about today. Uh, what is that exactly? Of course. Well, this January, coming up January 14th, we will have our second annual K-Pac Showcase, which is our annual event where we have uh, a con not a concert, but we perform um, all of our projects that we've done over the past year. So those include uh, covers that we've done. Those also include performances that we've, uh, custom performances that we've made, um, and some of our senior spotlights, which is something we started this year, where our seniors get an opportunity to do a solo dance and have uh, some of the KPAC members as backup dancers. So we'll be some seeing some of our first senior spotlights uh, during this showcase. Hey, that's really cool. Um, so just real quick, like, uh, uh, what day, what time? Uh, do, do you want to give us a little bit of logistic info? Absolutely. Quick? Well, it is January 14th from 6 to 9 p.m. It is in Stewart Theater, which is located inside Tally Student Union at NC State University. Um, and there will be a 15-minute intermission. And that should be it. it, it there, We also have uh, tickets that are on pre-sale right now. They are $3, um, and they are also $5 at the door. Uh, those are open now. And yeah, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, we also have a one bunch of wonderful guest performers performing for us. We have Subi Ritmo, Fusion Dance Team, uh, the District Collective, and uh, Unicorn from UNC Chapel. Yes. Uh, on top of that, we also have a lot of uh, raffles going on during the showcase. So we'll be giving away lots of food gift cards. We'll be having uh, merchandise bundles. We'll be selling T-shirts. Um, and we will have a lot of K-pop bundles. So we'll be uh, raffling off different albums and keychains and a lot of little K-pop merchandise. Nice. So um, what, what are some, uh, if you're able to tease this, what are some maybe songs that y'all are performing? Uh, at the oh, show? we have a bunch of songs. <laughs> it is going to be a power-packed two-and-a-half-hour show. Um, a couple songs from La Seraphim. We have a couple NCT songs. Um, we have Twice. You know, a bunch of all of the songs that were very popular over the past year, all of our members were very enthusiastic to get started. So we have a bunch of a very power-packed itinerary for us. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, let's see. What? Um, so y'all you, mentioned you, you're an artistic director and you're a captain. What exactly do those kind of roles, roles entail? Like what do y'all do um, on a, I guess, daily basis with, with the club? Yeah, sure. So um, my job is basically more of a supervisory role where I, um, along with Lindsay, the other captain of this team, uh, we lead meetings for our executive board. So we get together, we go over everything that is going on in KPAC, and we make sure basically that everyone is doing the jobs that they have. Um, we also plan to, we're also trying to get a, a tighter connection with the members themselves um, because we've noticed that there's kind of a little bit of a gap between the executive board and the members. And so we also work to just communicate with the members and make sure that they have all the information they need to. Yeah, so as artistic director, um, I'm in charge of all of the actual dances and covers that we do. So just managing them, making sure that all of the performers that we have are practicing and using their time efficiently. Um, I also make all of the audio mixes that we use for our performances. Um, and I also manage our Discord server because we have many, many chats that all of our groups are using. 
So yeah, I I I'm a little busy sometimes. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, a little bit of work. So um, this is a, your main event, but do y'all have like a number of like other things you do kind of preceding this, uh, like like uh, maybe like weekly kind of performances at all? Um, we perform in and around Raleigh and on campus. Um, organizations will reach out to us or invite us to events, or if we have an event that we want to perform at, we'll perform. We also do a number of performances out in public, so maybe sometimes you'll see us out by the Bronze Wolves filming a video or out at the Brickyard filming. So we have we plan on doing a bunch of stuff leading up to Showcase to kind of um, advertise that. Um, we also host community workshops every two weeks um, on Fridays from 7 to 9 at Carmichael, where we'll have one of our members teach um, a popular K-pop dance that they want to teach. And so people, anyone on campus who has access to the gym is more than welcome to join. And it's really, really fun. Um, everyone has a great time learning all the dances. And, and then we film the videos for our YouTube channel. Nice. Um, I had a question that will come to me right now. Well, well uh, you mentioned you performed publicly in, in various events. Uh, what are some of y'all like favorite y'all's favorite performances that that y'all have done, um, either in public or like with an organization? My personal favorite was Packapalooza at the beginning of the year. Um, it was honestly kind of surreal for me because I remember when I was a freshman back in 2019. This was the first Packapalooza since COVID, so last one was freshman year. And I remember watching K-Pack perform at Packapalooza. They did a mashup of Seventeen, BTS, and Blackpink. And I was there and I was watching them. And then here I was three years later performing in the same spot that they did. It was kind of surreal. It was a great experience. I had a great time putting it together with um, 10 of our other members. So we worked all summer on it. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't quite had the op uh, been in the covers that have done a lot of those in public opportunities, but last year during Showcase, um, we performed I Can't Stop Me by Twice, and we spent a really long time on that cover, but it really paid off because I could, I could just really feel the energy flowing through all of our members as we performed, and it's definitely one of my favorite covers that I've done so far. Thanks. So, um... Uh, you mentioned, of course, the showcase. Y'all, well, when y'all perform, do you did is is there kind of a visual element to like like your costumes or like uh, the lighting or, or anything like that in, in in this showcase or the last showcase? Yeah, so there's a lot of planning that goes into our performances. Obviously, we try to recreate the outfits that the idols wear to our best of our abilities and within our budget. Um, and then we also have a couple lighting. It's not it's nothing too fancy, but all of the dances will have like a fancy backdrop that our members have chosen that they feel would fit the song best but it's really the outfits that give the dance that that extra oomph because our members put so much hard work into their outfits a couple of our groups have even made custom outfits they spent hours like sewing and stuff like that so really props to our members for you know putting in that effort to make sure our dances look really good nice um i i understand you all have to do like a lot of like quick costume changes how like it, how, how is that um at the showcase that considering seems that i'm in over like half an hour of the show uh quick changes are it's it's rough but basically you just kind of have to plan around it so i tend to layer a couple of my outfits so i'll if i have to wear like a tank top for the next show and i have a turtleneck on i'll wear the tank top underneath the turtleneck so i just have to take off um just layers so it's really a bit of planning and you have to like think about it a little bit but um we'll have a couple people backstage helping us out 
So I think I think we'll be good, and we'll have our wonderful MC Josh Stahl if we have any issues. Yes, I'm very excited to see what he what uh, flavor he adds to the show. <laughs> yeah. um, on top of that, last year we definitely had uh, it was definitely a lot more difficult to do those costume changes because we didn't have a specific dressing room so we actually had to reserve a room on the second floor of witherspoon so every time someone had to do a change they would have to go up the stairs and down the hall so there was definitely a lot of running a lot of um planning to run to the bathroom instead of the dressing room to change in time um but it was honestly it was really fun yeah. i think especially um especially when you're not the one doing the costume change um, it's really funny to watch but now that we are in stewart this year there will be dressing rooms like right next to the stage. So those will be a lot. Hopefully things will be a lot more seamless. And also Ania, you know, made the set list. So our members won't be going back to back all the time. Um, so that was definitely a, a good thing. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, that that set list, I took hours on that because I don't I don't think any member is going back to back for a song. They have all, all our members get a little break. Yeah. And that's that's a really big feat considering we have 36 active members and we have over 20 songs performing. So that is very impressive. And uh, how many uh, performers are in one song at any given time usually? Uh, the average is usually like six to seven. Um, honestly, most of our songs this year have five, mm -hmm. five members, which actually was very helpful because compared to our last year's showcase, we had a lot of big groups. So we had like a lot of nine member groups, a lot of seven member groups. So with all the smaller groups, it was kind of easier to space everybody out. So there's not as much overlap between our different performances. Yeah. And there's a pretty big range, I will say. I think the smallest group we have is one. <laughs> and oh, then, yeah. And then because we do have a solo performance. And then the largest group we have is 12. Yes. Yes, 12 members. So look out for our opening act. It's yeah. a big one. So yeah, you mentioned senior spotlights. What like, kind of inspired you all to do that? Uh, you mentioned this was like a this year thing. Yeah, so last uh, showcase, we had a segment during the show where we just put the seniors on stage and we gave them the opportunity to talk about their favorite experiences in KPAC, and that was our way of recognizing them. Um, this year, we plan to have those guest performances in, in place of, those, um, of that segment, but also we really wanted a way one big way to honor our seniors because we always have we have had these little things where like we put an Instagram post or we just like mention them in our showcase slides. But we really wanted a way for them to be able to show off what they've learned during their time in KPAC and to really just pick a song that they love and be able to do it. So that's something we started this semester and the seniors seem to be having a lot of fun with it. It's also a great way for us to cover a lot of our solo solo uh, artists in KPAC. Um, because we've obviously we're obviously a group, and so it's a little bit difficult to do those like one, two, sometimes two member dances. So having those telling their seniors, hey, do whatever you want, make it what you want, pick who you want to be your backup dancers. It's something that they've had a lot of creative freedom with, and something that they've really enjoyed. Nice. Um, yeah, you mentioned there would be a lot of guest performances. Are, are these like other K-pop groups? You mentioned one from UNC, or like is it just like dance groups in general in the area? Yeah, so uh, UNC Unicorn is UNC Chapel Hill's, um, it's their K-pop dance team. We also have Fusion, which is our uh, competitive hip-hop dance team. Uh, Subiritmo is our Latin dance team. And I believe District Collective, they, they're a new team. Uh, they host a bunch of dance workshops every Friday. Um, so they're, they're relatively new. Um, uh, one of our members is also in KPAC. So we wanted to give them a chance to sort of um, expand. And um, yeah, there's... Nice. 
Uh, let's see. Spotify rap just dropped recently. Do y'all have any K-pop artists at the top that you'd like to shout out there? Um, let's see. Definitely, I am a huge Stray Kids fan. And so my top artist was definitely Stray Kids. Um, I think all t- t- five of my top artists were all K-pop groups. Um, so Stray Kids is definitely like my my top group. And so anytime we do a song by them, I'm really excited. Yeah, mine, um, if if you know me at all, mine was unsurprisingly 17. Um, I I love that group to, to many bits. Um, but yeah, my top five was also K-pop uh, at 17. La Seraphim also made it on there. Um, but yeah, my Spotify rap wasn't all too surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, um, actually, I'm not the only person who uses my Spotify account. Um, my, my parents and my grandparents also use it on their Alexas. And so sometimes it'll be like, oh, apparently I'm listening to Veggie Tales, the Christmas edition. <laughs> and I don't know why. So I'm really glad that none of that made it onto my Spotify wrapped. But it's sometimes funny because my friends will be texting me, seeing my Discord status and being like, why are you listening to Veggie Tales? And I'm like, I'm not, I swear. That's crazy because Veggie Tales is actually my top artist. I'm really glad we have that, that in common. Top 0.5% of listeners. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, you mentioned at one point, like, the phrase idol, I I, I I don't know how much of our listening demographic listens to K-pop. Is that like just like a performer? Is that what that means? So that's basically what um, we call the K-pop artists. They're called idols because um, they're kind of curated to be someone that you look up to. And um, yeah, they're just called idols, but you can call them artists or yeah. and really anything. It's it's replaceable. I think a big distinction between like K-pop idols and most like, like Korean artists or like hip hop artists is because they don't just sing and a lot of K-pop is not about just the music. A lot of it is about because they do choreography because, you know, they go on variety shows and have these like big personalities and they talk to you and you really feel connected to them. So I think being an idol is more than just being a singer. And I think that's why they have that more idol personality that people can look up to. Yeah. Um, uh, K-pop is, is is not something that is maybe the most mainstream thing of all time. What, what, what kind of like got you into K-pop? Was it through the, the dancing or like just in general? For me, it was actually the dance. Um, I My first ever song that I listened to was Dope by BTS. And that seems to be a trend. It was it, It's usually that song that is the rabbit hole for a lot of um, new fans. But um, really what um, captivated me was the choreography to dope. It was really intense. And I am classically trained in Indian Bharatanatyam, which is um, a very ancient dance form. So that is a very rigid, symmetrical, um, very intensive dance. And I'd been doing that for eight years. So senior year of high school, I was honestly looking for something new. And then my friend showed me BTS and I was just like, this is it. This is, this is, it goes downhill from here. <laughs> And so I started learning, I started off by learning Twice songs, by I learned uh, Blackpink, and then by that time, Eyes One had debuted. So for my senior talent show, I, I made my official debut and I performed an Eyes One song and, you know, got first place, you know, no biggie or whatever. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was honestly when I kind of realized that this is something I really wanted to do. And when I was applying to colleges, I actually made sure that the college I was going to had a K-pop dance team. And lucky for me, K-Pac had just started. And so I already knew who they were when I came into NC State. I found them at Pacapalooza, and I was I was literally fangirling. So <laughs> I had a goal in mind. 
That's great because um, my the first song, K-pop song I ever heard was also Dope by BTS. It was 2015, and Dope by BTS, the music video popped into my YouTube recommended, and I was like, I don't know what this is. So I clicked on it, and I was like, wait, this is actually really cool. So I bought it on iTunes on my iPod and made my mom listen to it, and then I forgot about them. And then in 2018, I came across Idol, and I was like, wait, this is actually really good. Wait, do I know these people? Um, and then I just kind of fell into the BTS rabbit hole until about, like, 2021 and then I started getting into ITZY and NCT, TXT, D1 Harmony and it just keeps going and then I discovered Stray Kids um, in late 2021. I'm not sure what exactly captivated me. Um, Part of it's definitely the dancing. That's part of the reason why I love K-pop so much is because of their really complex choreographies where they really work as a collective and they're not all trying to stand out. But, you know, I'm happy I stayed along for the ride and I'm happy that I am came across this dance team and I'm lucky enough to help lead it now. That's really cool. So you mentioned K-Pack is kind of a new thing. Have y'all had uh, any like growing pains as an organization? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, You know, we're, we're a bunch of dancers um, uh, and a bunch of different personalities, a lot of different dance styles. Um, We, we were founded back in 2018. Um, I joined in 2019. So me and Probably like three other, three or four other members are probably the only ones left from 2019. Um, all the others have either left or graduated. So as far as growing, I've been on the executive board for almost four years now. So I've seen um, all of the all of the hard work that we put into it. And thankfully, K-pop is a very forgiving genre. There's a lot of different dance styles. So all of our dancers, they're free to do what dance that they want. So if they're unhappy, they they can... They can really just do whatever. They have the freedom to do that, and we give them that freedom. Um, they also have the ability to film the videos themselves and edit them. So, um, And we're thankful for our members to, if they do have issues, they're free to come to us with those issues, and we're, we're able to like you know, work it out. Um, but, yeah, it's really, it's really all about communication, and, and our members are, are pretty good with that. I will say I joined in fall of 2020, so it was smack dab in the middle of COVID season. So I think that took a big hit on KPAC because a lot of our dance covers rely on people meeting up and filming stuff together. So I, as a, as a freshman, I joined and I was like, okay, I don't know what to do because there wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, so there were like occasional like virtual dance covers where people would film themselves individually and then we would splice them together. Um, but at the time I was like, I don't... I don't, I don't know these songs. Like, I, I just like Itzy. Um, and so I would film TikToks, and that would be my, like, requirement for the semesters. Um, but then once the following year, we really got back on our feet. And there was there were a lot of changes that we ended up making um, just because we're trying to grow, I guess, with all of our members as time passed. Um, so there's definitely, especially this year, there's been, like, a big change in leadership. And so we're all kind of we're, – figuring out how to grow into our roles and really represent KPAC in a positive light. And so we, you know, everything's a work in progress. We're all still, you know, trying to figure everything out and trying to do what's best for the team. Um, but yeah, we are, we're trying our best and there have definitely, definitely been obstacles, but I'm very proud to say that I'm a part of KPAC. Did y'all have like recruitment issues over COVID and stuff that you had to kind of overcome? Oh recently? yeah. So KPAC kind of took um, a complete halt over over uh, COVID, um, we lost a lot of members due to the fact that um, 
some of them couldn't complete their requirements or they just did not want to be a part of it during COVID. Um, but we we actually did have um, a decent amount of people still come to our virtual auditions. Um, so, you know, the it was nice to see that people were still interested. But um, we, yeah, we, as Kat mentioned earlier, we really did take a big hit um, in membership and we haven't fully recovered from that, I don't think. But um, it, we have we have a good group of members. I, I love my members so much. <laughs> and on top of that, I will say we are we are growing much faster than I, I initially anticipated because, you know, we will I'll occasionally go and like check out our YouTube channel, our YouTube subscribers, and our Instagram subscribers. Like we're we're close to hitting a thousand followers on Instagram, and we're like, wow, <laughs> like people. Even though it definitely did take a hit on the team, I'm really proud of us for being able to stay together because there are so, so many people that are coming into NC State and are enjoying K-pop and are looking for a K-pop dance group like mm -hmm. us. And so being able to still have that group and reach out and say, hey, come dance with us because mm -hmm. we want to just do fun covers together. It's really, it's it's great. Yeah, and it's kind of, you can kind of see it with our um, auditions. So we hold auditions at the beginning of every semester and, you know, over COVID, we probably had seven people audition. Um, now this past fall, we had over 30 people audition. So it's it's really cool to see that this many people are interested. Our audition workshops are always packed to the full full studio. So yeah, yeah. I had something, but I forgot what it was. So <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, you mentioned um, audition. So it, let, let's say someone was listening to this and really wanted to join KPAC. What well, what is kind of the process for joining KPAC as a member? Yeah. So our audition process, it's honestly very simple. So we host a workshop um, on a Friday at the beginning of the semester. Um, two of our members will teach a girl group choreography and a boy group choreography. It's only a minute long. Um, and then they will have till the end of that weekend to submit two videos of the choreographies that we taught. So they can either submit a video of both of the choreographies that we taught, or they can choose one of the boy group or the girl group song that we taught, plus another song that they think would showcase their skills a bit more. So they do have like that option of showcasing themselves. And then we as a executive board will come together and discuss and then we'll send out results. So relatively simple process. Yeah. And I will say I've I've heard from a lot of people who are auditioning, like there's there's a big worry of like, oh, what if like, you know, there's a lot of competition this year and like I'm scared I won't get in. Um, it's it's important to kind of def um, for our auditions, we don't necessarily say like, OK, who's the best out of this group? What we do is we look at each member individually and we think, OK, in a group setting where we're learning a dance with and probably trying to film within a month, will they be able to keep up? And if we do believe that their dancing style will be able to blend in with other members and they will be able to keep up as a group, you're in. So it's not. Yeah. So if there are a lot of people at workshops, do not be stressed out like we do. We evaluate everyone on an individual basis. And it's not like, oh, we take the top 10 from this semester or anything like that. Yeah, there's no limit on how many people we take per semester. If if we feel that you would be a good fit for us, you're in. So, yeah, it's it's very we're a very welcoming group, I feel. It's really cool. You mentioned different dancing styles. Like, what kind of like I guess dancing style, different dancing styles do you like look for or like categorize um, people in K-pop into? So K-pop itself, um, I and I say this to everyone who doesn't really um, know about K-pop. K-pop, I describe it as an industry. So there's a lot of different genres within K-pop. You have R&B, you have hip hop, a lot of Latin influences. Um, you have the the 
cutesy bubblegum pop and you have like girl crush so really our main goal for auditions is we're obviously a cover group we most of our choreographies are already made by the artists themselves so our goal is to see how well you're able to um pick up those dances we are teaching within a one hour time frame so if you're able to learn quickly and keep up that way you can um you know keep up during practices and whatnot so that's what we're really looking for how quickly are you able to pick it up and how um quickly are you able to get the details and the quality of the dance down yeah in terms of um dancing styles as as Ania said there are a lot of different dancing styles um and i think they we do have a lot of variation within our members and while there are some more some members that really have like one distinct style i would say most of our members fall somewhere in the middle where they can do like more like like jagged like sharp movements but at the same time they can have more fluid movements for like more sensual songs or something like that Mm -hmm. um we do uh we have a couple of members who and i i say I say like boy group style very lightly because anyone can have a boy group, quote unquote boy group style of dancing. Um, but we do have a couple of members who are in, in that really like hip hop um, scene where they're very much like they can dance very like with, for lack of a better term, swag. <laughs> they have a lot of swag very, in their very dancing. Swaggy. It's very swaggy. Um, so we think we really value those members because they really do stand out and they're able to harness the energy of a lot of our boy group songs really well. Um, but for the most part, everyone is kind of somewhere in the middle between like being able to do like really sharp and, and sensual movements and just being able to do a little bit of everything. And that's I would say the most most of our members fall into that category. Right. So are boy groups and girl groups kind of like how artists are um, defined in K-pop? Is that for the most part, I would say so. There are a couple of um, groups like Card is the most popular one where there's um, both women and men. Um, a co-ed group. Yeah. Co-ed group. Thank you. Um yeah, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of non-binary representation within K-pop. Um, I'm really hoping that changes in the future. Um, but just with the nature of South Korea, they're more of a conservative country. Um, so there are mostly just boy groups and girl groups. And so when people are going, when people are hoping to be in a group, they go under a company under the trainee system where they go and they like take dance classes and singing classes and like classes on like how to be a social media influencer, stuff like that. Um, and then they get placed into a group by the company usually. Um, there's obviously variation. There are survival shows that form groups, and there's there's a lot of variation, but that's the, the gist of how these groups are formed. And those are the groups, the most popular groups are the ones that are like all women or all men, and we usually take those groups and cover them because most people are interested in them. Mm-hmm. So those are the more like popular kind of artists? Exactly, yeah. Right, so is the typical member someone who's been like, like dancing since like the womb or is it or are you able to like kind of pick it up to some extent if you're like a fan of dance and I've never really danced I guess competitively before could this be like your first dance experience so dance is um it's just something that it comes with practice same as any art form really so like you can take me who's been dancing since I was five years old um Obviously, I started off with a very different style of dance, and now I moved into more K-pop. But then you have some of our members started dancing over COVID because they were bored. And honestly, I I won't hesitate to say that they are better than me. So um, it's just, it's really about practice. And you can kind of see that with our members, or at least I've seen it in myself. When I first started dancing back in 2019, covering K-pop, I look at some of my old videos and I was like, that's me. I hate that. But um, 
I, I'm happy to say that I've kept at it. I danced all through COVID. I danced in my room. And even this semester, I've been taking like days to myself where I just go to the studio and just do my own thing. So it's really just about practice. I say anyone can dance yes. as long as they put in the effort and they practice and they really want to improve. Yes. And I can double up on the fact that anyone can you don't have to have any dance experience to join KPAC. As long as we we see your dance and we're like, it doesn't have to be perfect, by the way, because we know that you're learning this within like two, three days and filming it and being like, okay, evaluate me. Um, so we're looking at it and just saying, do we think you could keep up? And when and we know that when people are in KPAC, they have the opportunity to really just keep practicing, like Ania said, and just to keep growing. And so we've seen a lot of our members who have improved a ton as dancers um, or even members who like didn't get in the first time, like they're more than welcome to re-audition after spending some time really practicing and, and honing their craft or whatever you'd like to say. And we've seen that members who, you know, re-audition got in and spent a couple of semesters in here are doing great now. And they're really having a great time with the covers and they're really valuable members in our group. That's really cool. Um, is there anything else you wanted to hit on specifically the showcase? I know that's, that's kind of coming up for y'all. Um, I think a lot of... We've released, I think, most of the information we will for the actual showcase. I think we're saving a lot of our little surprises for the actual showcase. Um, but we have, I will say, we do have a very fun song before intermission oh. that I think people <laughs> will really enjoy. Even if you are not a K-pop fan, I think you will recognize the song. Um, yeah. So I think even if you don't like K-pop, I think you can come in here and have a great time just watching dancers dance. <laughs> And a couple of our songs, um, especially our senior spotlights, um, we didn't like restrict them to be just K-pop. So a lot of artists in K-pop, they'll cover, they'll make their own choreographies to other like popular English songs. Um, so we have a couple songs that might be recognizable um, that are not K-pop, but they were covered by a K-pop artist. So um, that'll be pretty cool. But really, it is going to be a very long, fun a two-hour, more than two-hour show. So be sure to get your tickets. They're on our Instagram bio. And be sure to join our Discord server. It's very fun. We love talking about K-pop in there. Yeah, on top of that, our Discord server is, uh, with along with our Instagram, they're places where we advertise all of our events that are happening. So you see when all of our performances are happening, like all of our public performances are actual like professional performances. All of our workshops, we advertise those on our Instagram and our Discord. So if there's any more information we'll be releasing about Showcase, any more teasers that we might come up with, um, those will definitely be released via Discord, YouTube, Instagram. So it's always great to just follow us on everything, and then you won't miss out on anything. Nice. Uh, what are the handles of those, by the way, if anyone wants to follow those? So our Instagram is kpacncsu. Our YouTube is kpac at NC State. Um, I believe our TikTok is also kpacncsu. And the invite link to our Discord server is in our Instagram bio. Yes. In our Instagram bio are also links to a lot of our different music, not about, almost said music video, sorry, uh, our YouTube uh, videos, including like our most recent covers, our most recent performances, our most recent workshop, um, and tickets for the showcase are also in that, um, that link tree that we have in our Instagram bio. So everything you can possibly need is in that link tree in our Instagram bio. Yes, well, thank you all so much for being here. And I'm, I I have my tickets, of course. I, I can't wait for the showcase and hope everyone listening, uh, it's it's going to be a great time. So, yes. Thank you so much. This thank was great. You. Of course. Um, 
Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out more podcasts from WKNC, you can go to wknc.org slash podcast, get off the record, or browse around. we got a lot of great podcasts going. We have a, a political history podcast. We have an emo podcast and so much more. This has been Off the Record. I've been Plover. You've been you. And have a good one.